you can't fix. If you can't fix what's broken, you'll, you'll go instead. It's Jay and Adam. It's Previews. It's Previews Fix It with Adam and Jay. Hey, peaches! Welcome to Fix It, where friends don't let friends fix pop culture alone. I'm Adam. And I'm Jay. And you're our listener. Hey, listener. Hey! Hi there, listeners. How how we living today? How we doing today? We are uh, shooting uh, from both of our uh, HQs at the moment uh, because Jay Scott. COVID did it. No, I think it's a but, but that, that, I think it's a don't wake daddy thing. Jay's got COVID from Parker Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. This this damn it, Parker Brothers. <laughs> this pandemic brought to you by Parker Brothers Game Company. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you who are uh, listening or uh, watching for the first time, uh, welcome to Fix It. Uh, the, the, I'm I'm Jay. That's Adam. Uh, we every week uh, take a piece of uh, pop culture, from movies, TV uh, that maybe we felt missed the mark, didn't quite get there, maybe you know just didn't quite cross the finish line the way we wanted it to, and we fix it. You may know us from the uh, wildly. Just abject juggernaut of a YouTube channel <laughs> previewed where we react, review and the riff un- to uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, this is this is our that's our show. And up until this point, Adam, I think we can both agree that everything has been pretty obviously needed to fix. Yes. But every we've all been on the same page of like, yeah, that could be better. And this is the first episode where we are stepping directly on the third rail. Yeah. Because, like, we went out like, okay, you know what our strategy is? Let's do movies and stuff that, like, tie into things that are coming out this week. That the, the zeitgeist is talking Absolutely. about. Well, Andor comes out tomorrow. <laughs> so, the movie Andor first uh, appeared in was Rogue One. Maybe we should fix Rogue One. <laughs> Which... Is a decision that we made, <laughs> and now we are living with the consequences of it, because a lot of people think it's uh, high heresy that we're even attempting to fix the to a lot of people the second best Star Wars film ever made behind Empire. Oh, but we're gonna try. Yeah. I mean, I think there's <laughs> definitely some stuff that can get fixed in here, and I, and I think you would even say oh. that more mm-hmm. than I would because this you were the first one to be like, no, that's yeah, that we can we can fix that one. I'm like, okay, okay. So uh, I have a few ideas. The moral of the story is is that uh, here at the show, I, I know a lot of people. We've been getting some comments uh, about you know the format of the show and things like that. Honest to God, the the moral of the story here at Fix It is that we're just trying to have fun, and we we have some fun ideas for w- w- how we would have liked things to go. But like every other intro for opinion based YouTube content, that for some reason everyone feels the need to put in, and I don't know why because in my opinion I feel like it is pretty much goes without saying. Uh, these are our opinions. <laughs> like, if you disagree with us, if you've got a better idea or uh, want to, you know, just uh, leave it in the comments below. But also, like, 
to, to you know be, to be we're, we're being nice you be nice <laughs> we're, just, we're, just, we're just a couple of goobers having a good time talking about movies and stuff yeah we're no, no harm no foul on on your boy's side we're not trying to throw stones or anything like that yes but today does happen some today fun. we are fixing rogue one and we're, and we're gonna get there but first <laughs> hey jay how you doing? I'm full of COVID. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had. Uh, well, yeah, it's it's still it's it's going it's going. It's uh, I, I'm good I'm I'm good enough to get back to this, obviously. Um, obviously, but uh, yeah, dude, COVID was not fun. I did not enjoy like. I, I did not have a good time with it because you remember like every time I would get the vaccine, it would take me out for a couple of days. And so I was like, mm-hmm. man, I hope I never get COVID like it's going to kick me in the butt. And it did. But I will say I kept in very good spirits pretty much the entire time about it. A for everyone who reached out in the comments of all the posts or sent messages on Discord. Thank you so much for all the kind words and all the silliness. Like it really, it actually like really bolstered my sales, but like it's the first time I've been like really, really sick. But like I, I mentally, I kind of like had a, had the ability to step back from it and just kind of laugh at it. Cause you'd text me and you'd be like, Hey, how, how you doing? And I'm like, not good. <laughs> you were like, Oh, okay. <laughs> like, and I was like, no, I mean like, it's just like it's funny how sick I am, and and you were like, "What does that even mean?" Yeah, what? I still don't know. I still don't like, know. It's just it. I was like, "Oh man!" Like I, I was like, I had like the little scientist in my brain, like behind the curtain, being like, "Huh? These numbers are wacky." <laughs> like, wow! Like, look at this date. Look at these data points. Like, there was certain there were certain aspects and certain. Uh, byproducts of having COVID that I felt were a little bit rude because I went through like the whole spectrum of like being sick, like all of it. Like I even got nauseous at one point. There are certain parts of it that I was just, Oh God, I was just like, this is, I was like, there was, yeah, there was some certain stuff like on the back end that I was like, I feel like this shouldn't be a part of it. That's rude. That's rude. (laughs) I I don't enjoy that. This feels like it did get to this. It feels this feels personal, right? Yes. On day four, when I still was not better, um, I it broke it broke my spirit a little bit, and that I was just like, I should be better by now. I've been doing all the things I'm supposed to. I've been sleeping like a good and drinking fluids like a good good boy. It should be better by now, and it wasn't. And I was like, cool, cool. Um, yeah. And then the, the reality of the amount of underwater we are content wise, uh, didn't, has not been helping me. Um, well, honestly, Jay, I've been thinking, I was thinking about today is like, okay, so Jay's getting, he's getting feeling better. We're, so we're going to so probably going to be start recording real soon. What's the schedule? Oh, you know what? We only really missed two things. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not as far back as we were like freaking out last week. I'm. So yeah, like, but I'm we're actually okay. I know, I, we're gonna be fine, but it's more that I'm like, but I'm also like, I won't watch Cobra Kai, <laughs> dude. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. The most upset thing is, 
that I we can't watch I Cobra Kai watch soon Cobra enough. Kai. And it's like one of those things because I've been kind of sick, and I'm like, the only thing, like, you know, be great right now, lay like Cobra like, Kai, in bed yeah. watching Cobra Kai. Like that would be a really great. But I, but I have to. I don't. This is not the kind of Cobra Kai uh, reaction that you'd want to watch me watch because it was basically like me, like in my underpants, no shirt, like just drinking orange <laughs> juice, just straight out of the thing. Like, get him, Johnny. <laughs> I feel like my catchphrase I mean, it was just like, I'm so sick. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. How have you held well, up since, with me being completely out of commission? Well, for the most part, I was just running uh, different simulations of... Uh, Variables and how to uh, get back to uh, nominal speed with all the stuff. Oh, okay, cool. It was like, okay, so Jay's still sick. Okay, so everything pushes back one more day. Well, D23 is coming out. Well, crap. That means we probably couldn't have done Cobra Kai anyways, so that pushes that back. I will say this, though. D23, we always think it's going to be a deluge of stuff, and it's never that much stuff. From what we cover... The first one we... Mm-hmm. It's not always that we always are like, oh my god, here it comes, and then it's like, oh, we did three videos. Yeah, well, I mean, the first the first one we ever covered was the 2020 when it was all virtual, and there was a lot of stuff because everything got shut down. So like, it yeah. was like, well, what are we what are we doing? Oh no, here here's just everything, but, you know, because everyone else was still scrambling that whole year. Yeah. And but since then, like the past two years has been like a good handful of information has come out. And though, like, we probably were busy enough that we probably we probably could have squeezed in a couple Cobra Kai episodes while the trailers were dropping. But but like we still would have we wouldn't have put out the videos because we were going to do the trailers and stuff. So like Cobra Kai, you know, the only thing is we didn't get to watch it. We probably would have watched a few episodes at this point and we just haven't had a chance. I just felt part. I'm just I just felt like I was really letting you down and I felt bad about it. If I'm being totally honest with you. Um, I'm also just kind of frustrated. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I know. If I'm just yeah, if we're just getting like really real, you know, it's hard to like. But also, I, and the reason I think I got sick was that like I'm just I, I mean I can only speak for me I and I th- but I think you've been in the same boat was just like I man we needed we should have probably taken a vacation in there somewhere and we didn't. Um, cause it's just been ca- like an actual go like away. An actual, vacation. we're not making content for a week. Like we'll see you next week kind of thing. And, uh, like for me, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is, I guess the vacation that we, that we should have taken. Like I, I've just been exhausted and, uh, <laughs> this is the vacation that we we should have taken, but the universe is forcing on us in a, in a time frame that's not completely convenient, but we'll make it work. Um, but man- manageable. It's manageable. We'll make it. We'll we'll make it happen. Yeah. You and the captain make it happen, Captain Crunch. But yeah, so I'm okay. I'm I'm gonna be. I'm That's getting good. better. That's the most important yeah. thing. Didn't kill me. That we watch Cobra Kai. That I watch Cobra. Yes. Kai. That I watch Cobra Kai. No, honestly, the best thing that happened for me was I was played a lot of Horizon Forbidden West, but also I watched uh, the Karate Kid Part Three. <laughs> And that has enhanced my ability to enjoy Cobra Kai and also enhanced my need to watch <laughs> season five. <laughs> like tenfold. <clears throat> because like, oh yeah, man, Terry Silver's a psychopath. Yeah, dude. 
oh my god, how are we gonna do this? Like, it's so, yeah, I, I can't wait to... By the time you guys are watching this on YouTube, like, we probably have already started watching the, the season. Yeah. It may have, a video may have come out, possibly, uh, but that's when we're taping this. We have it, yeah. yeah so... <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm a good... I'm just, I've been just more concerned about you. Well, I couldn't reach it yesterday morning. I was, like, I did get scared for a second. Oh, yeah. Well, the rule, the my COVID rule was Jaybird sleeps till Jaybird sleeps. And I, my phone died and I just, I slept. I just slept. But I think, but I slept for like 12 hours straight. And I hadn't done that since I got COVID. Like oh. I hadn't slept the whole night through. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like taking naps during the day and like and doing it sure. that way, like I wasn't like totally a human being. So like nighttime sleeps were hard because I wasn't really that tired. But like that was the first one where I was like, I'm gonna stay up a little bit later than I normally would just so I'm like really tired and hopefully I'll sleep the night through and it'll set my cycle back and I'm good to go. But I yeah I yeah, yeah I it, Kimberly was not happy with the not happy with me not at all <laughs> that's partially my fault because i reached out to her and i was like where's jay he's like oh i talked to him this morning i was like okay so at least we have we have a we have a tracking on him as of a, of a couple hours death. ago all right great so <laughs> <laughs> a rough window <laughs> i wasn't exactly there yet but i was I was getting a little worried at every method. I was like, so, well, I guess I'm going over and hit the buzzer. Like I was about to reach for my shoes. And he texted me. So I was like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, fw- I, fwoosh. I fwoosh. He's okay. Mm. <laughs> You're uh, sweet. Thank you for worrying about me. But also, yeah, sorry. I was late to record uh, D23 stuff. <laughs> it all worked out. There's only a couple of Marvel things to do. It's all good. Yeah. Not it was the Marvel showing was not as good as I wanted it to be. I guess they got they did it all at Comic Con, so. Yeah, I just well, I, I honestly just thought they'd do something with more uh, with Wakanda Forever, just because it comes out in a couple of months. One hundred percent, and uh, and that's the one of the movies I'm most looking forward to because I think it's going to be really interesting. What like, yeah. that's the first like r- true wild card. That's the most wild card of a movie we've had since Guardians One. Let's be real, mm-hmm. so should be interesting. But uh, okay, Rogue One. Yeah, let's fix it. Fix it. Good edit point, huh? Nice. What are we, professional top podcasters? Oh, yeah. Possibly. 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 Okay, so we both rewatched Rogue One. Yes. I watched it last week. You watched it a little bit more I recently to the today. time of recording. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it when you were like, hey, you're feeling better? You wanted a podcast today? I went, ah, man. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I for- oh, shoot my goot. I forgot. Whoopsie noodles. Uh, all right. <laughs> Cut to. <laughs> I, I, I'm, but I, I'm the guy just waiting for that first moment of like, I'm okay. He said. He said the magic word. He's okay. Work. Uh huh. Hi ho. Hi ho. It's back to the mines we go. Uh, I will say this. I think when this movie, I think when Rogue One hits, mm-hmm. it hits harder than mo- than like most Star Wars. Like it's good Star. Oh, it's good Star Wars moments are some of the best Star Wars moments. This movie is gorgeous. Yeah. The best, some of the, be- the best looking shots in all of the movies 
are in this movie. Oh yeah, bar none. Just it just the all the shots of the uh, Death Star blowing stuff up, those are beautiful. It's incredible. It's amazing. And like them the flying away from that explosion, like nuts. That was that was nuts. That was nuts. And I think uh, for me the for me the third act is just is peak Star Wars. For me, the space battle in the third act is peak Star Wars and is the greatest uh, space battle in all of the franchises. I would agree. We disabled a Star Destroyer. I've got an idea. Get me a hammerhead ship and push the disabled Star Destroyer into the other Star Destroyer, which then falls into the shield generator. Is the greatest thing in Star Wars ever and possibly one of the top five space maneuvers in all of science fiction history <laughs> and also it was gorgeous oh yeah the, when it when when the star story shears off the top of the other it's like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen and in star also, wars this, this is the amazing fact that that command comes from a mon calamari admiral just makes it that much more Mwah. but i think like uh, that space battle in particular does the thing where it's like it actually is more nostalgic and it makes you see your old friends more so than like see than like seeing C3PO and R2D2 in that like little that tiny little thing where they're flying off. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more nostalgic mm-hmm. for like seeing the Y wings do what Y wings do. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. man. Oh, my. <laughs> like, I like it when X wings <laughs> do stuff. I like it. I like just X wings, period, full stop. Or just seeing B wings go click clack. I'm like, woo, woo, my, my best friend B wing is here. All my friends were going to go fight them. Woo! I don't even care about the pilots. I like the ships. But. Yes, you very much do. Red 5, where are you going? I know where he's going. <laughs> Bye, Red I 5. <laughs> Give me more of it. Yeah, that space battle was amazing. It was the best. And hell, it, and Vader's hallway sh- uh, scene is probably one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Period. Well, that was just like, man, well, these guys are all dead. The only... Uva Doofa, yikes. The only scarier, the only scarier Vader I think we've seen was in Obi-Wan when he was just, like, marching through that town murdering people. Yes, you there are correct. No, like, because, yep. like, yeah, that was nuts in that hallway, but I was like, this is all military to a degree, so, like, okay, but when it's just like, hey, I'm just, I'm just the baker. Oh, no, <laughs> and your little boy yeah. too why he didn't do anything <laughs> but i think uh, like as much as i liked i liked about watching this movie today i think i think we can both agree that like part of like there are things about the like what doesn't work about rogue one is that like i don't care enough about the this cast to really get there emotionally at the end because I actually like that none of them make it. Spoilers. Um, I like that. I like that. Like, I think it's very poetic. I think I like people like sh- showing everyone make the sacrifice. It, it adds weight to all of the conversations in A New Hope being like a lot of people sacrifice, gave up everything so we can have these plans like it. It makes it like a more a holier thing. And to, to me. But we don't care, yes. so it takes away the emotional investment of it. Yes, my top line thing of why Rogue One doesn't work for me is because I didn't know the characters well enough to 
have that emotional resonance when they all make sacrifices. Like the fact that like I actively have a list open on my phone of all the characters names because I can't actively remember them. And I literally I literally just got done watching this movie an hour ago. Do you know what I mean? Does the does the pilot have a name? Um, yeah, it's a Bodie. Oh. Yeah. OK. Bodie Rook is the name of the pilot. Oh. OK. And I know uh, Danny, Donnie Young, yeah, ah, Chirrut, his friend's name is Baz, and I think it was mentioned once towards the end of the battle yeah. in Act 3, right? Mm-hmm. It was only named, I only heard it once, I think. Donnie because Yen, the thing is, is that I think you actually have a cast of characters in this that, like, could have really gotten there emotionally if yes. we they had given it time. Because w- yes. I've been re- going back and forth debating whether or not I want to add more, like, people to, like, the crew or if I want to change mm-hmm. people up. And I'm like, I honestly don't think you need to. I think you just need to let a lot of these characters breathe a little bit more and figure out and give them a little bit more of a poetic ending for what for what they were, like, for their journeys. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. How did you, how did you feel about watching rewatching this movie? I was like, oh, yeah, this movie's this is the best Disney Star Wars film by far. Oh, yeah. By far. Uh, but for me, and remember, guys, this is where we're going to start getting into the why we don't like things. So this is a this is my personal opinion. <laughs> just as a just a reminder, this a, is my personal opinion and should not take away from you your enjoyment of this movie. We had a very long just conversation. Just trying to head on. I'm just at the beginning before we tape this of me being like, Adam. You gotta be a little. You gotta remember this is fun. We're having fun. Don't get this is angry. fun. Yes. No. No getting angry at Star Wars. <laughs> I. I. Jay. I. It's been years since I watched the sequel trilogy. <clears throat> a lot of the anger is out of my system now. This. It's just. It's gonna be. I'm gonna be. This is gonna be more fun. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna back up what I say with like some just stuff I know is from the from the to- storytelling yeah, perspective absolutely. of things. Just how it was structured. You don't gotta convince but me, baby. I'm right here with you. I know. I'm just putting all my cards out so we you know kind of he- can head off any of the stuff in the discussions in, in the comments uh, on discord and all kind of stuff because everyone's very jay everyone loves star wars yes. and it's great we all but we like we still like everyone gets their hackles up when it comes to star wars depending on what side you're on if you know who likes what and who doesn't like yeah, what so it's, it's like i just want to make sure i'm not trying to get anyone's hackles raised this is my personal opinion yeah i, I don't like this movie <laughs> okay for two reasons one, everyone dies at the end of this movie. And my I don't like stories where everyone dies. Across the board, doesn't matter what the genre is. I just don't like stories where everyone oh, okay. dies. I mean, that's that's a simple so enough I, critique. I mean, like, I, I think it's great, but I un, but I understand your point. Yeah. Like, well, like we were talking about earlier, like Saving Private Ryan, like, is a really good movie. Then that third act hits and it's just like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, no, a lot of these guys. Oh, God. And it's like they earn all of those death scenes and those things hit. But it's still like it feels like I but I like a lot. Like if some of them died, sure. But like, well, it seemed like most of them. Oh, God, this feels horrible. I don't like the feel. I don't like this feeling of getting to know these people for two, two hours and then losing them. Yeah, it just. It just loses a little bit of the entertainment value for me. Like, and Westerns. Like, when the rewatch of the, was it, the, the remake of The Magnificent Seven? Was it the one with uh, Chris... Uh, Pine? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no, the other uh, one. Star Lord. Uh, Chris... Uh, Chris... <laughs> Pratt. <laughs> yeah, Pratt. 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 Yeah, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. He 
dies in the end. Like a lot of like most of them do. Like oh 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 yeah oh, man. This is not as much fun as every, when everyone dies. But so that's the main reason why everyone you, dies. Is yeah. the reason why I don't like okay. this movie. But the other the other reason is like just structurally like. I feel like we could have had a chance to like know all these characters more. Yes. And then, but there was too much Star Wars in this Star Wars movie where like we're hanging out with Krennic a lot and like we didn't need to. He could just kind of like been this bad guy who's in charge of the Death Star or, you know, Galen's, you know, Taskmaster or whatever. And we could just kind of, we could have left him there and like we could have used all that time for to get to know our characters yeah. and have interactions with them as they go about trying to figure out how to get onto the planet and do all the stuff. Um, but they gave so much time to Krennic and Tarkin and Vader. I like, would argue that, wow, we could have, I would argue this movie does not need deep fake Grand Moff Tarkin in any way. Like, it re- it I don't think it, re- it does at all. I mean, if anything, if you're going to use it, just use it as he, they're talking like through a screen or something and call it a day. Like, I, I would agree. I, I, I actually like, I like the the bad guy stuff. Like I, I'll t- I'll take the Grand Moff Tarkin stuff. I think it was a little unnecessary, but like I I did like his little arc of him trying to get this doing whatever he like giving becoming whatever he needed to be and do whatever he needed to do to build this Death Star to gain favor in the Empire, and then in the end they're just going to take it from him. I was like, that is actually pretty inter- like a pretty interesting arc for a villain. Oh sure, and that is actually mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. telling about the Empire and like in this than mm-hmm, anything, which I thought mm-hmm, was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, so yep. I'm like, for me and Ifix, I'm keeping the majority of that stuff because I think I think his arc is actually pretty cool. Okay, I I mean like. Everything you just said is cool. I just think we could have we could have done it in less time yes. and given more screen time to our main characters Agreed. so that we would get to know them 100%. more. 100%. So, how do you feel about this movie? Um, I I think the third act uh, I think the third act of this movie is is 100% peak Star Wars. Uh, like I the battle sequences is crazy. Like I feel mm-hmm. like all of the stuff inside the base is really really fun. The one thing that drives me crazy about Star Wars, though, and I understand that this is that the way they did this in this movie and the way that they've done this in most of all of the movies is from a Star Wars perspective, canonically correct. But you are telling me that I can build a spaceship that can go faster than light, but in order to send a communication of any size, I have to have a I have to have a relay dish the size of a small moon like that. That <laughs> that base is so but they're like, well, we have to send the data files and all of our data is I was like, yo, you are telling me that spacecraft are like old hat. But like the concept of the cloud is like has escaped you guys. <laughs> I understand. Like, here's the thing: in the Star Wars world, it makes perfect sense. It's interesting. I can dig it. But like, it's hard for me as an audience member to be like, guys, we like, I can, I can send, I can send the Death Star files from the phone in my pocket right now, 
and we don't even have anything close to technologically what they have. Like, you're telling me you guys have lightsabers, but, like, in order to attach a file, I need an entire complex? Like, that ain't it. <laughs> Wait, I still gotta dial yeah. up? What <laughs> the? <laughs> what is this? Spin, 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 spin. I don't know. Wait a second. I love that machine. It was so cool, and that sequence is great, but I was like, wow, this seems unnecessary. It, but that's Star Wars, you know? That's kind of how that, it goes. Right. Um, that is Star Wars. Is our producer Brian texting us right now? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's trying to remind us, like, hey, we should forgot to throw. We forgot to ask him for some beautiful beam <laughs> yeah, knowledge. You know, I think uh, honestly, <laughs> that's the best timing ever. <laughs> Get the, the fix and text thread has reminded us that maybe we should uh, <laughs> and we should know some some more uh, fa- fun facts and details. And Brian, can you roll that beautiful bean fun fact footage? Thank you, gentlemen. Today we are trying to fix. Tw- 2016's Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Directed by Gareth Edwards, it stars Felicity Jones and Diego Luna, among others like Ben Mendelsohn and Forrest Whitaker, and it was written by Tony Gilroy and Chris Weitz. This is the first non-Skywalker saga movie. It was produced by Disney. They tried to make it more of a war film, and it made just over a billion dollars worldwide when it came out. And if you care, it has an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Back to you, gentlemen. Great job, Brian. Sorry about that, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Should have got to you about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Boy, we just, what, are we talking about Star Wars? Oh, I got what? I got one last question for Hit you, Jay, me. before we get to the fixes. All right. Do you think Saw Gerrera needed to no, be in this movie? No, or not anywhere near to the degree that he he was. If that makes any sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense. I just don't. I I, mm. I did some research. Yeah. Going into this, and because I wanted to find out when Saw Gerrera's character was existed. Like I knew he was he was mentioned in the Clone Wars cartoon a couple yeah. times. That's where we first meet him. But that was a really long time ago. He pops up again in Rebels, but he doesn't pop up again until, like, the later seasons. Uh-huh. 2016 and 2017. Yeah, or and then we saw him in the Bad Batch. Right, but this movie came out in 2016. So, like, the general public didn't know, really, who Saw Gerrera was. I mean, I sure I didn't know no who clue. he was when I watched the movie for the first time in the theaters. So, like, we... I feel like his inclusion in this movie was confusing. Yes. Like, in a grand... like. Later on, after the Bad Batch and, all, and after Andor and all this kind of stuff, right? In like how Black Widow like didn't you know made would made would have made more sense if it actually came out, back, you know, a few years ago instead of when it actually yeah. came out. Same thing with Sagarera's inclusion in this uh-huh. movie. Like later on, this will make more sense. But like when it actually came out in 2016, having Forrest Whitaker in a movie in a role that's kind of ill-defined and. Set up in only a couple of sentences of like he's a, he's a, he's an extremist that even is actually hurting the rebellion. He is. How do we? Who we? Who even is he? And then just like tortures this pilot, and then his first real scene, he just decides to die. Was it just a little? I I thought it was like a really herky jerky and like slowed the momentum down of like why is he even here? I'm not I'm not even sure why. It frustrated me when when seeing Saw Gerrera in like the in the cartoons. Because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy was a lot. This guy is a lot more interesting than what we saw in Rogue One. And mm-hmm. it's not 
it's the kind of thing where it's like, I think Sagarera would be more interesting if he had transitioned into joining them when, when they showed up to the rebellion. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, like mm-hmm, if he's going to mm-hmm. be like, it, you could show me that he is an extremist and people don't necessarily want to do what he, what he's wants to do rather than tell mm-hmm. me. And that's pretty easy to yep. uh, get those cats out of there. Get those cats. Sorry. I didn't think my, my peaches loves me. I'm so sorry. Yeah, Close I'm so the sorry. door. <laughs> We're making content. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, I think there there was a lot more they could have done with him, and it just felt, I'm going to be honest, it felt like, hey, we got Forrest Whitaker, isn't that cool? And to be fair, pretty cool. I like Forrest Whitaker a lot. Oh, sure. But I just feel like there was, but, but that's time. When he walks on, and he's just like, you know, he's got the gas mask, he clearly doesn't have, he's, he's got artificial legs, like, there's clearly a story here. But, like, for a lot of people, this is the first time you're ever seeing this guy, and then he dies. And it's just like, this isn't like a River Song situation where we can, you know, have time travel shenanigans and, like, ah, we're actually doing this for a reason. You'll get to know her later because she's in his future. But, like, she's like, whoa. But, like, this is, like, the first time we see Saw, and then he dies. Like, this is, ah, what is... There's a, there's clearly a cool, a cool story here, but you guys didn't didn't get it. We didn't get a chance to know that well, story. I just feel like so like his sacrifice yeah. of you know just kind of is lessened because we don't know why he's the audience. Up. Like if there was anything like me, I feel like collectively was like I I felt that that whole sequence. I felt should I know who this is? Am I a bad Star mm-hmm. Wars fan for not knowing who this is? That's not ideal. That's not a great place to be in. Like I, I'm, I was like, did I? It's like when we were talking about the Hobbit. I was like, did I? Did I miss an episode or something? That this is? Oh yeah. Did I miss something? Like what's happening? I feel like I should. Yeah. Everyone's acting like I should know this guy, but I feel like this is the first time we've seen this guy. Yeah. Right? What's? Did I? Yeah. I don't know. But I think we should move into it. Uh, Adam. Uh, Rogue One. Do you want to fix it? I'm gonna fix Rogue One. So. All right. So here we go, guys. Basically, my Rogue One fix is I'm going to keep a lot of... We're going to keep a lot of the same story points that happened in, in uh, Act 3, just as a heads up. Act 3 is going to be basically the same. Oh, uh, oh that's both the, of us. We're that's gonna, both of us, dude. Well, well, a lot of the same things are going to happen on planet. Okay. That's that... And we're going to get to the same same ending point as well of... Oh, no, here are the plans. Bye! We got to go! Oh, no! Like, a New Hope is minutes away from starting. So we're going to end in the same place. We're just going to get there slightly differently. And as I said before, I'm not a fan of everyone dying, so there's going to be a lot less body count in this movie. Um, but basically, I think that what Rogue One should have been, or would have uh, been a little bit more fun, is if it was more like uh, Andor's 8, like Ocean's 11. Okay, yeah. Because this could have been like a heist movie. Yeah. And also, I did some checking of... Um, I watched, I rewatched some parts of uh, A New Hope, and I asked some people who who know a lot about Star Wars. George Lucas, uh, you went right to George did, Lucas. I went, to, I went right to George Lucas. <laughs> George, like, hey, when you wrote the script, did you did you mention anyone having sacrificed themselves to get the plans for the Death Star? And the answer is no. No one was mentioned to die in the attempt of getting the plans for the Death Star. Okay, the first one. Sure. Many Bobs died for the second one, but no one was mentioned dying for the first okay. one. Okay. So, with that in mind. 
I'm still canonically correct in like, hey, you know what? We could have gotten with this, gotten it with a lot less body count. So it'd still be OK, because no one mentioned anything about Adam a lot of people likes dying. a happy ending. He's the one to make sure. Adam likes a happy I'd, ending. Jay, I live in the real world. There's a lot of sadness here. I, I like my stories that have a little bit of a happy ending. I like hope, Jay. Rebellions are built on hope, Jay. I don't know if you're aware of that, uh, but rebellions Man, built on hope. Some of those lines were kind of <laughs> corny as hell. Kind of? Yeah. <laughs> but not but not bad. I mean, it's a, it is a good line. It just, you know, you need to find a way that's a little bit more organic and getting in. Anyways, to prepare myself for this pitch, I rewatched Ocean's Eleven and took notes because, like, it's a very good movie. Okay. Because it's, it's like, 100 minutes, and it clips, and, like, I felt like what Ocean's Eleven did right, Rogue One didn't do some of these things to help us, like, get to know these characters. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, because cause Ocean's Eleven has 11 characters we gotta get to know quickly before a big heist that takes place in the last 40 minutes of the film. But, like, when we get to the heist part, like... We basically have a good understanding of our, our main like five or six characters and a re- you know and a decent understanding of the other five that like you care about all of yeah. them as they as their quirks and stuff work together and against each other to pull off this insane heist against this bad mm-hmm. guy. So like using the same formula, we could have used that in Star Wars. It could have been a heist movie, but like in Star Wars. Yeah. So my movie takes place. You know, basically at the same point, but like you know, it starts with the, the cool scroll, the scroll at the beginning, and you know, the, it pans down to a, a plan, and we zoom right into a cityscape, and we come on upon to a window, and inside of it we see Cassie and Andor getting pushed into a seat by a couple of Crimson Dawn heavies. Okay, Crimson Dawn. Yeah, remember this is the guys from Solo. Mm-hmm. I double check because I, I was gonna say Black Sun, but I don't know if Black Sun currently exists in the Star Wars universe. So well, I because the also Crimson Solo Dawn. is technically "quote unquote" also a heist movie. "Quote unquote." Yes. Also, "quote unquote," it just didn't. It wasn't very good heist movie. No. Anyways, this is gonna be a better heist movie than what Solo did. So, this is basically this scene is like a Black Widow scene from the first Avengers. So, like, yeah, they're interrogating him, but like, he's really interrogating them. And in this scene, like we get to know everything about Cassian. Like, oh, okay. He's been doing this for he's do he's been doing this a really long time. He's good at bluffing. He doesn't get intimidated. He's quick witted. He's smart. He knows how to handle the situation. Like he's very good at this. And through this scene, we come to understand, or he learns, or gets um, proof of the worst kept secret in the galaxy that the Empire has got a secret super weapon called the Death Star. Yeah. So he walks out of the building. Cools can be. Because he's Cassian Andor, who is awesome. Uh, and he just goes back to Yavin 4, talks to Mon Mothma, talks to Bail Organa. I was like, guys, you know that rumor we heard about? Like, there's some big super weapon out there? Yeah, it exists. And now we have proof. And I got a lead and a, and a, and a, a source and a location. I got to go get this guy. And we have plans in the works. But I'm going to need help to get all of this for us so we can do something about this. And now we're like... Maybe like five minutes into the movie. And we're just off. And now it's, it's the Cassian Andor, you son of a bitch, <laughs> I'm in montage. So, like, basically, he just goes around to all these, you know, seedy 
ports of call in the Star Wars universe. Like, we go to uh, uh, Nalhutta, right? Yeah. Uh, We can go to Tatooine if we wanted to. We can go back to Coruscant. Like, we can just bounce around the galaxy to, like, different ports, different, you know, CD bars, whatever. And just like Ocean's Eleven, like, yeah, we, we see him pick these guys up. And basically, he's getting like um, let's see. I, I actually I wrote down what his what his crew would be. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, so he gets like he picks up K two, an explosives expert, a tech guy, a pilot, a comms guy, an ex imperial agent. That's re- that's really important. Uh, a hacker, and then Jin Erso, and Jin's the last one. Okay. And everyone's seen as like we get to see them what they're good at, like you know, explosive guy blowing stuff up. The ex imperial agent as like you know dodging. Imperials and stuff like that, because like they, you know, worked for the Empire for a while and then realized, like, wait a second, these guys are super horrible. I don't want to be part of this anymore. I gotta yeah. go. Like, we we learn all of this stuff about their specialties as they as Cassian, in, uh, in, you know, comes up to him and says, "Hello, like, remember me? We're old friends from you know, up, you know, I've been doing this for you know, fifteen years now. So like, everyone's got a little bit of a past, but the last one's Jin, and we see her in her element." uh, pickpocketing like an uh, imperial guy and like Cassian sees her and she sees him seeing her and then through like spoken mirrors or whatever like she gets the drop on him and then they have they like hey remember me like yeah of course I remember you you still owe me blah 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 blah, and I hate you why well we learn in this scene like 12 minutes into the movie we learn why our other second main character hates the empire doesn't like the rebel uh, the rebellion and just overall hates everybody because like in the movie we don't know anything about Jin's, like, view on the world or the galaxy at large until, like, 15 minutes into the movie. Okay. Yeah. She just kind of, like, is in jail and then hits everybody with a shovel and runs and then is blackmailed into helping. Yeah. But here, like, we're going to have that scene where she's talking to Cassian about, like, you know, why I'm so angry about stuff. Like, <laughs> right up front. This is where I am. This is the person I am. And he's like, you know what? Well, yeah, but the, the Empire killed my parents, and the, rebel- the Rebellion isn't helping anybody. They're just kind of in it for themselves. So, like, screw everybody. I'm just, I'm just going to, you know what? I'm just taking care of myself. And he's like, well, you know, the Empire killed your parents. So, like, what if I had to give you a chance to actually, like, you know, put a thumb in their eye and take away their, 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 their most secret, secretest of weapons that didn't change the balance of power in the galaxy? Would, would that be interesting to you? And she's, and she's like, okay, fine. So she's not blackmailed into the movie. She's just kind of like, you know, give it a chance. And she's like, you know what, fine. So then the group comes together, and now we start like, okay, here's the plan. We got to get to Scarif because the Death Star plans are there. But in order to get there, we need, uh, we, I have a, a, someone who's got more information on the planet and information about where the, uh, the plans might be, and also we need a ship. So the group starts working together. We see, you know, characters, you know, interacting with each other and talking about their pasts and like, you know, fixing, you know, figuring stuff like, well, okay, if we're going to need a ship, we're going to need, we're going to need plans, we're going to need fake IDs, we're going to need, you know, like, you know, they figure out the, you know, the parts of the plan they need to start coming together. Like, okay, what's, well, there's, you know, the planetary shields are the thing and, you know, it's a big complex, we're going to figure, you know, they start like, you know, problem solving and getting things together. Then they go on their first side mission to pick up a ship and the source of the information that they need. Okay. Uh, they split up into two teams. One will get the asset, the other team will get, get to the ship. Jin's supposed to be on the ship team, and they bring it along a, a mysterious package in, in a, big, uh, a big trunk, and Andrew says, Jin, don't open this box. And, of course, Jin doesn't follow those orders, and she goes off yeah, and tails. Yeah, you're opening the box, uh, yeah. Cat. She opens the box, freaks out, and chases after Cassian's team. Cassian sees Galen Urso at being escorted by a bunch of Imperials. Mm-hmm. And then realizes that he needs, he needs to kill Galen Urso in such a way where he can extract him 
switch the body, burn it, and get out of there. Jin almost messes that plan up. But, you know, of course, they, they figure out a way to not mess that up. But it's, you know, it's tense. It's like, oh, no, but I... And then she meets, sees her dad, and then they, like... And then she's really angry. Because the ship team comes in, they got a ship, everyone flies off. But then she's like, Dad, you're alive. I thought you were dead. That stupid Krennic guy was... I, I thought he killed yeah. you. Krennic gets introduced here. Of like, hey, here's the bad guy who th you thought killed me in the past. Ends in charge of the, the base we're about to go to. And because also, like, R&D is also on Scarif. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's a bigger complex than just, like, a library. It's like, no, other stuff's going on at Scarif. That's why I've been there, so that's why I know stuff. So, like, we get to know more about the personal intrigue there. So now it's like, Jin is really pissed off. It's like, oh, the only reason you brought me on this team is because my dad's involved? And that about me and my skills and all that kind of stuff? It's like, no, 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 That was a bonus. You are actually very good at the things that you do. We actually need you on this mission for, you know, certain reasons. So then, you know, the, the group comes together. Galen gives more information about what's on Scarif. And I was like, okay, great. Now we have a more intricate plan and more details about what's going on down there. We got to figure out and solve them. And so then it's them like, okay, we got the IDs. We got the ship. We got the access codes. We got some uh, cool Imperial outfits. Like, okay, things are, we're, we're, uh, we're working on All the, the ship. All the stuff's coming together. We're, we're, yeah. All the stuff's coming together. You, so they, you know, then basically it's about an hour into the movie. And now we're just headed to Scarif. We're, the rebels know what's going on. There's no big space battle in this movie because the space battle actually hindered the attempt to get the plans in Rogue One. The reason why the ship, the, the shields were raised is because the, the rebels showed up. And they're like, oh no, we can't, we can't leave the planet. We're going to have to beam it off. So this time it's like, this is a secret mission. Don't, rebels don't attack Scarif. We're going to handle this. So... They, you know, of course, all of this is the normal heist stuff. You know, it's tense. Like, oh, no, are the codes going to work? Are they buying this thing? Yeah. The, the Imperial agent is like, you know, trying to talk their way into the planet. Can I add like something into your fix that I like that I didn't that doesn't fit in mine? Do you Please. know who your hacker is? It's who? the younger version of the guy. If if you're going to tie stuff together, if you, if they mm -hmm. were if they were thinking ahead at all. It's the younger version of the guy that Finn and Rose go to talk to in The Last Jedi. If you Ooh. had thought about it, if they had thought of, if those movies had any brain behind <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> if 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 Star yeah. Wars had a felony or not, not a, no, they do have a felony. If the Star Wars had yeah. a um, a Feige felony in charge at the no, time, they had a, a Feige if at they the had time, a Feige, yeah. that's that's who mm -hmm. your hacker is is whatever mm -hmm. that guy's name was. <laughs> the boys are referring to Benicio Del Toro's DJ, who Finn and Rose find in Canto Bight in The Last Jedi. He was able, he, he's who I was thinking of, yeah. like the good version of that yeah. guy. The guy that's like, he doesn't double cross anybody. Yeah. So they make it onto the planet. And then it turns out they have like a special compartment inside the ship where the, uh, the hacker guy and the comms guy are like, you know, in the belly of the ship where no one can actually, you know, scan them or find them. So they're like, you know, hacking into this, the, the, the base so they can like walk them through and stuff. And so like you see a couple of, you know, like Jin and Cassian and K2 and Galen all like wearing Imperial armor and stuff. And like Galen's got, you know, stormtrooper stuff because he can't see his face. Like certain people, of course, like we can't see their faces because we know the Imperials will like have scans of everything. So like certain people got to have helmets on. So they, they go into the base, you know, a lot. And then a lot of the same stuff happens now that happened in the movie, like getting across, you know, getting certain through um, certain uh, checkpoints, you know, yeah. finding the right vault. Uh, we have a mouse droid following them. The hacker is piloting so he can help, like, guide them and like 
boost into things while K2's like doing stuff and like, you know, being cool, cool and stuff. They find where the vault is. Then they get, they find that where the vault information is like the same scene, right? Where K2 is like yeah. doing the thing. And all of a sudden two purge troopers show up. And you're like, Oh no. But it turns out it's like the explosive expert and the ex Imperial agent because per- no one messes with purge troopers <laughs> and they show up a lot in this yeah. movie and they are spooky, scary, but like, Oh, it's our good guys. Oh, we know where the vault is. We're going to go blow up the doors to the vault because you got to blow something up. It's a heist, right? So they, they blow up the doors to the vault. At the same time, uh, the mouse droid uh, sets off the, um, the clarion, the klaxon of like, like someone's getting attacked. Yeah. So no one hears the explosion because the clarions are going off. Door opens up. Then the same thing happens. You know, oh, no, the thing's stuck. We got to go climb the thing and do the stuff or whatever. At that point, this is where the big wrinkle comes in. Vader shows up. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Why is Darth Vader here? Well, we all know this Dar- the Death Star is, you know, getting close to being done, and he's just making sure that everything is cosmetic here at R&D and the libraries because, like, they heard, you know, they have spies, too, that made have heard, like, a little whisper that's like, something's going on. So he comes in to, like, talk to Krennic, and Krennic's like, what are you talking about? Nothing's going wrong. Oh, no. Vader's here. Something, he knows something's going on. Krennic's, like, starting to act a little kind of crazy and, like, under the pressure of Vader being here, like the Death Star, you know, all this stuff's kind of smashing into each other. So Vader, like, he's the sense in the forest, like, something's not right here. Lock the base down. Oh, no. The plan's going awry. We just, crap, what do we do? Plan B, plan B. The, the, uh, the explosive expert tells everybody to get off the ship, and he blows up the ship that came in because they, they rigged it with a giant, like, ion Like an EMP thing, situation? You know, exactly. Awesome. okay. Blankets the whole the whole base the whole all the power goes out now Krennic is freaking out Lord Vader is right there this was not the time for any of this to happen oh man Lord oh, Vader is gonna be so so he's bad. gonna be so mad at crossbones oh man <laughs> <laughs> so like everyone's got to like you say okay, you know what everyone the pilot uh, the pilot was you know the ship the hacker and the uh, and the comms guys like guys we gotta we gotta hail Mary play meet us at the main hangar. So everyone, you know, starts working their way out of the base. And, of course, you know, the same hike stuff happens with people trying to talk their way past other people. Yeah. And it gets all crazy. And Vader's all, like, getting angry and stuff. And Critic's, like, trying to do all the things. Uh, and then we, we, everyone's getting close to the hangar. And then the power comes back on. And Galen sees that they're about to get caught. And so Galen decides to say goodbye to his daughter and make the sacrifice play oh. to draw attention away from Jin and Cassian and K2 and get Krennic's attention Oh, elsewhere. wow, okay. So everyone goes after Galen. He's tearful. And at this point, you know, we've seen them bond. We've seen them, uh, you know, be father and daughter for enough of time that, like, this is now sad. Yeah. He is going to sacrifice himself for his daughter this time. He goes off. They make it to the hangar. And they're like, what's going on? And you see somebody out of Vader's ship. Like, guys, come here. We hijacked Vader's transport. We gotta go. <laughs> So everyone boards uh, Vader's ship. Galen gets caught and brought up to the, you know, the command center or whatever. They, uh, they take off. And uh, from, at a distance, we see them from, from, the, from the control distance. center. We see them from, because remember, we know Vader can pull a ship down. Yeah. We see, we've seen it happen. So they got to be uh, pretty far away from Vader when the ship takes off. And then we see the explosive expert, a guy, pull out another remote and blows up the comm satellite. So... There's no communication between the base and the stuff in space. 
So they get to the they get to the shield generator and they're just like uh, they're trying to talk their way past and they can't. And the hacker guy uses a program to deep fake Vader's voice to talk their way past the the ship because like I'm surprised no one's ever faked a voice in Star Wars. Huh? To get past the shield generator, just as power comes back on. And Vader's like, close all the shields. Blah, 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 blah. So, you know, they skim right, you know, just as the, the shield's about to close, they skim right past, do some cool, the pilot gets to pilot, do some cool stuff, some barrel yeah. rolls, because those are always a good move. Goes into hyperspace, Vader comes back up to his ship, they're following Vader's uh, transport with our, our main crew, uh, rend- rendezvous with the Tantive Four, hands off the plans, they have a couple words. We don't really see Leia. Maybe we hear her. Maybe we do the screen thing like you did with Tarkin, so it's a little less jarring. Yeah. To see, uh, see I didn't, a deep I didn't fake mind Leia. the deep, the Leia. deep fake Leia. They ha- it was on screen just long enough, in my opinion. It was. It was. It shook Tarkin me when did I saw like, it the first Tarkin time. Tarkin was on was on camera for like twenty five minutes. It was too much. I was like, yo, he looks like a vampire. I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they hand out the plans. Leia says, good job. Everyone's like, we did it. Good job. Go Rebellion. Yeah. And then the, the Star Destroyer shows up and they're like, oh, we got to go. Everyone splits off and Vader makes the call to follow the transport ship. And then New, new Hope. We're right into Boom. New Hope. Okay. So there we go. It's just, you know, Cassian's eight. I can dig it. It's a heist, heist film. Yeah. And, it's, and you know what? It, it can be the same. There could be a lot of the same level of like, slightly desaturated a little bit more serious in tone but you know just a little bit more there's just a little bit more fun with this one because it's like ah it's the, it's the heist tension are they just ever gonna make it well oh and also galen oh i'm sorry uh back up uh when the ship goes uh flies off galen gets brought to the bridge and vader's ch- uh, force chokes and snaps krennic's neck in front of galen so galen gets his like seized is like nailed it we did it because our good guys never interact with him. And he gets his come up and through Vader. They, they made him yeah. look bad in Vader's eyes. And Krennic dies. And then and Galen does not die. Galen gets taken off. Oh. He gets pulled off and he's like, so like Galen's technically still alive, but he's captured again. But he, yeah, they're getting information out of him. But that actually mm-hmm. makes sense. That that's why Vader is the one that personally goes after the plans because he's the only one that knows that they have him. That makes, that actually tracks. I like that a lot. And also, if you structure it as a heist movie, like it gives you it, it simultaneously gives you more time with the characters, but also mm-hmm. I can connect more if in that genre, I can connect to characters easier because I know you only have to give so much in like in a quote unquote heist movie that mm-hmm. like that level of like development could be acceptable. That's because, you know, bouncing enough characters with, a lot, you know, their introductions with showing and telling kind of, you know, what they do. Because you can do a lot with a little with a little time of you know like the in like in the Ocean's Eleven when we introduce the brothers they are racing each other and one of them's got a little you know remote control and the other one's got a big you know, like a, a monster truck and then they just fly and the little the little uh, RC car is winning and he just crushes it it's like we we're learning everything about these guys right <laughs> yeah, from this thirty second 100%. scene and we already and we got it we know exactly who these guys are they're they're good at what they do but they they bicker because they're brothers and they're also they're kind of so goofballs. Again, this is really good. Um, for my fix of, of yes. Rogue One, I'm actually keeping all the same characters. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm changing. Honestly, like the storyline is similar. I'm just restructuring it. Um, okay. I mean, my, my movie opens with a crawl because that's how Star Wars opens. I'm keeping yep. the same opening where, uh, uh, what's his name? Krendor? 
Krennic. Krennic. Krendor. Who's Krendor? I don't know. Uh, Krennic. Maybe he's from Kroll. <laughs> uh, uh, Krennic comes uh, to to get Galen. All of that stuff is staying the same. I, I still like the idea okay. that um, uh, that Forrest Whitaker finds her and takes her under his wing. Um, okay. I like that. And um, but after that sequence, we are getting like a little bit more of like a sped up montage after that. Like this is like a little bit of a prequel to give you story. But then it we cut right to uh, Andor. uh Basically, uh, they Andor and his crew, who are obviously already at Sagarera's base, uh, okay. they are they are torturing the the Imperial uh, pilot for information. Oh, from jump. Okay, does it? We're okay. getting an so inter- like, the, the, like, like, like a, a really fierce interrogation scene with the pilot between not with Saw but with but with Andor. The two of them going okay. back and forth, which we can ex- that would allow us to give little snippets of Andor. We would ha- have mm-hmm. a good idea, figure out his character a little bit, figure out a, a good amount of the backstory of what's going out from this. And I think you have mm-hmm. this pilot being as forthright as he is in the movie. He's like, look, I, I didn't want like I, I figured out what we were making there. And I, and I would structure him more as like kind of like. Yes, he's a pilot, but he's a little bit closer to Galen, like his personal valet or something to that that degree. So like makes more sense. So he has a little bit more information from Galen because like he's kind of clued in with him. There there needs to be more Mm -hmm. of a relationship between those two. And so Galen didn't have the ability to get away. But this pilot, like taking it on his own conscience, being like, we need to get Mm -hmm. Galen out of here and I'm the only person that can help. And I think they figure out that like um, and I like the idea of to add a little bit more of a playful energy to this group is that like mm-hmm. like Andor comes out and is like, I mean, he's kind of giving us all the information. Um, I think he's telling the truth. Uh, do you want to have a little more fun with him? <laughs> And like you get, and then we meet we meet all the other characters like doing their own weird version of like interrogating him for answers because like you have That's you have fun. like yep. you have Bays like being like being like big and burly and scary and then um, you have uh, man I can never remember, not remember any you have a uh, Donnie Yen's character just sitting there quiet <laughs> but we have a. Uh, um, a couple of dynamics that I want to set up very early on uh, in between the characters mm-hmm. is that um, I like the 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 I make uh, in this I want to make a Chirrut and Bays I I want them to be twin brothers oh. I want them brothers in this and I want okay. I want Chirrut to be talking about the Force like a lot. And I want it mm-hmm. to visibly upset Bays. I want Bays to not want, really not want anything to do with it every time he brings it up. Okay. Um, and is kind of a jerk about it. But they're brothers, like they're they're tr- like they are fraternal or infraternal, sure. like twin mm-hmm. brothers. Mm-hmm. And they're not, and he's just like not having all that force stuff, and uh, and but like. You know, Chirrut is like very patient with Bays, and it's just like one day, like you'll understand, like you you sh- you know you know why you understand. But like every time, like he tries to push it, like Bays like is kind of like, 
you got you got to cool it. I don't. You know yep. why you need to cool mm-hmm. it. Um, and then with uh, uh, with K two S O, I think uh, and we see this in his interrogation is that K two is also ex Empire, and so mm-hmm. he and the pilot start like kind of start to understand each other because like they they both were like under Empire control. And have found their own mm-hmm. destiny. So I think K2, while being kind of snarky and things like that, like actually finds a connection with the pilot. And that's where I think the pilot finds a lot of his own ability to like find his own courage. And like you don't he learns the lesson of the like you can change like you can't you you can you don't have to be an empire lackey for your entire life. Like you're you're in charge of your own destiny. So I like like the idea of these like early on scenes, like like kind of mm-hmm. writing these connections a little bit more. And also it just shows that they're also just like the we're, we're this is a really serious movie, but we're having a good time. Yes. So that's yes. It's very important. Saw like they figure out where Galen is and they figure they get the intel that they'll be able to extract him. Uh, and uh Saw uses his like his rebellion contacts to get them like a small force of of rebellion fighters to go get to mm-hmm. go get Galen. So we're getting Galen like this is like 20 minutes in like we're we're just going yeah. to get him uh, and it turns yep. it. I, I would even keep the same set piece, the rain and everything. But I think it's mm-hmm. a little bit more of a knockdown drag out like the the rebels show up and the empire is more prepared than they probably like, you know, they're the empire. They're scary. And this is like kind of a mm-hmm. knockdown drag out street fight of rebels versus stormtroopers. And it does. It goes tits up. Oh, no. Um, I like the idea of them finding of them finding uh, Galen like they've lost a lot of rebel troopers like it is. Everyone mm-hmm. is injured. It is not great. Um, but they find Galen, but it, through the process of that, uh, Galen is shot. Um, and base and, and basically like hands him, like hands him a data card and, uh, the own, and he was like, uh, uh, what man, why I can't remember anyone's names. Um, <laughs> that's why I have my little sheet. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he had like Jin will know what this means, and Andrew's like, "What is what is even that supposed to what?" Like, and he has like <laughs> dying Galen in his hands, and it's just like a holodeck. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get back. Uh, they get back to uh, Saw's base, looking their wounds. Um, mm-hmm. The rebellion is pissed. The rebellion sure. is like not was like. Saw you cast your only chip here and this didn't we didn't even get the the prisoner out of there like you're done like you're done here. Um, And so uh, basically they explain like what Galen said and they're like, does that make any sense Mm -hmm. to you? And so I was like, it it actually it it actually does. But it pretty severely complicates things. Um. And then we cut to with the, and then mm-hmm. we flash back to uh, a job like a, a little rebellion job with Saw and Jin that goes that yep. goes tits up mm-hmm. and she's in yep. prison. 
And so mm-hmm. now it's like, and now we fi- like we see her relationship with, uh, we, we, we developed her relationship with saw and like her wanting to be in the rebellion. Um, but she's obviously in, pr- she's makes, in prison mm-hmm. and we got like, we got to go get her. And it's like, we we have no backup this time. You guys, we have no backup. Like we burned our backup. We burned our backup hard. Like, and if we're going to do this, we're going to have to do this. And then, and as the conversations between, uh, Kay and, um, uh, the pilot, like the pilot's like, well, I mean, like, you know, like I, if we could get, like, I could get us a ship. And, uh, <laughs> I like the idea of, uh, like, <laughs> I, I feel like, I think this, I think Rogue One was, was directed quite, quite well. But I think if you, oh, yes, if you were so. to pick another director, I think like, uh, um, a, a guy, uh, a guy, rich, a guy, Richie, a, a, a guy, Richie rogue one would be really fun. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I mean, everyone's already British, so like, it, it totally works. Uh, <laughs> and so we like our team has to go, uh, break out, has to go break out Jin, uh, from prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's able to, now, granted, that that whole sequence would be a lot more complicated and a lot more intricate, obviously. Oh, of of, of course, that's, that's and what the fun s- is. And the, and those moments again, like you were bringing up earlier, would give opportunity for us to see the relationship of this motley crew, this like mm-hmm. little gang, to like make stuff happen. Uh, they get they break Jin out of prison. Um, she gets back to Saw. The two of them have it out. Uh, and then finally she was like, why did you bring me back here? So like, what, what could possibly like, I'm out of here. Like, thanks for getting me out. So, but screw you, dude. Like what, what's even supposed to happen? And then he plays her the holodeck of her dad and we get the, the Mm -hmm. info dump of everything that's going on. And then she's like, okay, well, we've got to go talk to, we, we got to go talk to Mon Mothma about this. Like, obviously, um, and Saw's like, I kind of think we burned that bridge. She's like, well, we're going anyways. Like, uh, and she just gets into a ship. And before, like, <laughs> um, uh, before she can leave, like, and the rest of them are like, they're not really re- willing to risk everything for this. They're like, I don't know about this. And then finally, like, they go with Jen to uh, the Empire or not the Empire, but the Rebellion. Whole big stink. And it's like they, they're like, you guys reek of Sagarera. This this reeks of bad intel. This reeks of suicide mission. Like, why on earth would mm-hmm. we do this? And I think that's what sets up the small band. And that's what set like you can even keep that scene pretty similarly. Um, and then honest to God, I'm keeping like we're moving into the third act here and I'm keeping it yeah. for the most part the same. The only things I would change my biggest frustration with this movie Okay. They talk about how they how the Death Star was coming in from hyperspace, and then they're like, "Oh, we got here from hyperspace," and then they just like, "We're we're arriving from hyperspace," and then they just cut to like a shot of the Death Star above the planet. And I was like, "I want to see the Death Star jump to hyperspace," and I don't think that's too much. To, I want to see it go. You that's know what? So much scarier. Yep. Just to be like, huh? Ah! <laughs> like, oh no. Um. I would ch- yeah, so I'm keeping that. Uh, the I I am keeping uh, with with the impetus that like we like 
we've seen this like group of this group of misfits like become a family literally and figuratively. Um, mm-hmm. I'm keeping the fact that everyone's going to die in this movie and I'm keeping that. And I like that. I, I am going to change a couple of, uh, the deaths though. Um, okay. I, uh, the one thing I actually like, um, I like what the pilot has to do and he's the one in charge of like making, communicating to the ships above that they will be communicating. Yes. I think that's great. Yes. I think, mm-hmm. I think that that, the pilot is going to get a communication for, like he, the, the pilot and K2 are actually in communication. Uh, K2 is the one okay. that tells him yeah. he needs to do that. And they mm-hmm. get to have a heartfelt moment of like, I was programmed to be in the empire and I'm, and I'm here blasting stormtroopers. Like, I think he's a little, he's afraid to do it. And K2 is the one mm-hmm. that gives him the inspiration speech to go do it. And it's like, now is your time. Like, if you really want to, like, make up for what you've done with the Empire, like, now is your time. And I like that's very it's good. like a that's very good. That's the that's the like, if you leave this door, you're an Avenger conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I, I'm keeping uh, Chit is I think him getting the um, him walking through with the force stuff. Um, I think. But right before he walks out, he's like, the force will take care of me. And Baze is like, it won't. No, it won't. And just like, you of all people will know that it probably will. He's like, if not me, then you. And he walks out and does the thing. And of course, Baze isn't is not okay. And mm-hmm. uh, he's coming out, blah blah, blasting, 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 and cut back to like, I, it's like very clear that like he he's been set up as like kind of a shock trooper for the rebellion, blah 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 blah. And like, right. Yeah. But all it, it, it the one thing that like comes ch- like chipping away at his armor, quote unquote, is that people being mm-hmm. like some of these stories like aren't adding up. Like some of this, like it, I feel like you're putting on like this big act as like a big tough guy. Like clearly there's something else going on, going on here. And I think mm-hmm. like he's holding shit. And uh, as he's holding him, um, his twin brother, because I just think it's better if they're brothers. Um, yeah. And it also it also explains connection, even if they're going to be at odds. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Uh, and I think shit is still like the the forces with me. The force will protect me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, base is just like the force didn't protect you, brother. And he's like, it is it's because when. Uh, and then shit looks back up at him and it's just like, because, because it's been in you the whole time. I've just, I've just been hope. I've just been hoping that one day it would rub off on me. And you see Bay's like, and just like, you know what you have to do. And you just see like Bay's like in a rage, get up, start blasting. But as he runs out of ammunition in his back cannon, he mm. just, the armor drops and he's just like he is just just at the end of his rope and mm-hmm. it, it's th- an old rusty lightsaber comes from his like or comes from his like back pocket from his, pa- his pack, his pack yeah. and he's just like i i promised him I'd n- i wouldn't i'd never use this again and it's just <laughs> it's a red saber <laughs> So he's he's just been running away. Uh, 
it's a red saber and he's just abs. But it's like it's clearly old. Like the blade isn't that strong. And he goes down. He oh, goes sure. down swinging. So like, of course he does. Yeah, 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 he's been like he's been make atoning for some pretty serious messed up stuff. And he's just like, you can't hurt anyone. Like, it's like you can't hurt anyone anymore. Like, this is we're not making it out of here. Yeah. So that's that's how they go down swinging. Um, and then, honest to God, I think one of my favorite things about this movie mm-hmm. truly is that this the fact that this movie ends up right where episode four starts is pretty incredible to me. And it's and oh, it's yeah. and it, that's why I think in my fix, like making their sacrifice really meaningful really mm-hmm. adds a lot of weight to the fourth movie. And they talk about hope and they, t- you know, that's all these things where it's like, it's so interesting for them to be, I'll be talking about hope in a hopeless place. And then when we move into this new movie, it's like so many people had to find hope in a hopeless place for Luke to be that inevitable hope. It's, it's something mm-hmm. that's come up as we were talking about Star Wars that like in a new hope, Luke is the hope. And it's something right. I cannot stop thinking about. And it makes me kind of tear every time I talk about it. But like, it's like one of those things where it's like you like this didn't just happen. This wasn't just like easy star, like, you know, starship stuff. Like it's not just space magic. Like a lot of real people made a, a lot of real sacrifices to to yeah. save humanity and kill sixty four million stormtroopers in the process. <laughs> there was is that the official count of uh, Imperials? Million stormtroopers on the Death Star when it exploded. <laughs> wow! Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's that's why Wedge only has. Uh, one little star, a uh, little less star on his uh, on his X-wing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it would be it would, too it, it, it would just be the whole X-wing would be covered. Yeah, just be a whole covered with just <laughs> yeah, just one little death star. One little, actually, two. He's got two on him. Because he didn't kill that second death saying, star though. He was on it though. Wedge flew down there, man. He deserves. Wedge deserves no, no, having a death star Luke thing. Oh, the, no, yeah, we well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they were all, yeah, I know. Which I survived. think it's just I yeah. think it all comes down to is just like the frustration with Andor is that we just they just don't give us enough time to give a crap about these characters. Yeah. I mean, I think if we've learned anything from the fixes that it's just like you know, the amount of times where we're just like, "Oh, and this will give them more time to have a conversation about like <laughs> here's the meaningful connections between all of these characters." Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, how they're like it's like they need to make it so Sometimes in order to make the audience care about a, a, someone dying is giving us a reason that another character is completely it was wildly upset that that character died. It's that yep. easy. And I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Rogue One had the possibility of doing that. But mm-hmm. it, it did. Yeah. But yeah, we just didn't get enough time with it. But I th- you know what? Great fix, Thank Jay. You. Thank you. Not half bad. Not half bad. Not half bad. But, um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about this movie since, like, I still think I really like it. It could be better, though. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's 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 the best Disney Star Wars film that's been Easily. made. Easily. By, by far. Yeah. And it's frustrating because it really set a tone pretty early on, and then, then nobody else really matched it. Um, not even close. Not even close. Like, Solo didn't even... 
Nope. Like, couldn't even... Mm, interesting. Well, I think that's our episode, my friend. I think we I think did, we did it. it. Just in Just time. Just in time. Um, if, you, if you guys like this episode and you guys liked our fix, or if you didn't like our fix and you're wildly angry at it and you've just been hate listening through the entire time, <laughs> which, honestly, God, sure, why not? Weird things have happened. Uh, if you are... Uh, it's true. <laughs> if you're listening to this uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you find uh, your uh, podcatchers, uh, definitely uh, leave us a review and give us a, the old five stars. It actually goes a long way for the app uh, to uh, recommend us to other people. And apparently we are the fourth ranked comedy podcast in Ecuador lately. Oh, is that what that's what yeah, Brian's and, oh, yeah, well, it's fun. Uh, but also, uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, thanks for thanks for hanging out with us. And also uh, be sure to like subscribe and hit that bell and do that YouTube that you do so well. Um and let us know what you think about this one. I think from a comments perspective, this one's going to get kind of interesting. Uh, or is <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and for those of you guys, uh, for all of the nice comments with uh, me being sick, I, I thank you guys for the moon. It's been great. Uh, we're going to be getting back up to speed and giving you guys so much content. You're going to puke and it's going to be great. Um, <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, so so much content down those content oh, holes. Watch you out better now. believe it. Um, <laughs> but uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for thank you for everything. Appreciate you. And uh, as we always say at the end of these episodes, yes, mm-hmm. heartbreak feels good in a place like this. It's the slow knife, Jay. Surprise! <laughs> it's, the slow, it's the slow lightsaber. Surprise! Oh no! Sorry. Wait. No. Wait. Another take. Another take. Sorry. Another take. It's the slow vibro knife, Jay, that no one sees coming. You might hear it, but you don't see it. That was a lot of a lot of sound effects from you in a way that I don't. I'm gonna talk to you later. Oh, my headphones fell off. Alright, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Oh yeah. Ooh ah. Mm-mm. Oh, oh wait, wait. I get my drink. You gotta have a drink. That air quality is like 112. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know what that. I don't it's know what like that so means. humid out. It's so yuck. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, I haven't been outside, but there's no reason yeah. to.